episode 207, Reading Gabe's Journal. This is the Ericast for the week of January 27, 2013. From Ericast.com. Welcome to the Ericast. Well, thanks for listening to the Aircast. I'm your host, Eric Larson, 206-339-3742, that listener feedback line. Despite problems, listener Chad did report that when he tried calling in, there was a uh, some odd glitch that dropped him into an audio conference or something, but he knew to Facebook me, so I'm pretty easy to find. Uh, persevere if you don't succeed at first or something like that. <sighs> And talk about dedication to podcasting. I have turned off the furnace. I've done everything I could to minimize the background noise, because it's amazing this time of year how much stuff's just kind of humming in the house. But that's okay. Uh, it's cold. It just I, That's kind of how winter goes in Minnesota. So this week's podcast, a little brief. But you might be wondering from the title, okay, Eric, who is Gabe, and why are you reading his journal? Well, I received an interesting call from Listener Matt, and you're not going to hear Listener Matt's call, because Listener Matt's call was not for the podcast. It was a direct message to me saying, hey, would you be willing to get a journal from a kid in Colorado? Hmm. I was intrigued. So here's the story. Turns out that there's there's somebody named Gabe. Hi, Gabe, if you're listening. And let's hope he is, because I sent him a postcard and said I will be discussing his journal in um, in another episode of the Aircast, and here it is. He's doing a project for his class, and his project is to take a journal. And start mailing it around to people. So he started with a friend. And the idea is mail it to somebody that you know. And that's pretty much it for the instructions. You know, write a page, you know, date it, etc. And um, see how far around the world it can get. What a fascinating idea. Super cool. So I hope that uh, Gabe has an exciting journal journey story to tell when his arrives back at school. Hopefully it will get back in school. Um, that, that would be my fear in doing this is, is uh, if you love something, let it go free and if it was meant to be, it will return. Or there's, there's, a, there's a saying in there someplace. So it bounced around to a few people and eventually through a friend of a friend of a friend, it ended up uh, with Matt in California. You know Matt. Matt calls in. Thanks for listening, Matt. Mainstay of the Aircast. It's great. And, of course, Matt knew me, so he's like, oh, hey, we can get from California all the way to the middle of the country. So he sent it off to me. What was interesting um, is I was writing the journal just before Martin Luther King Day. Our high here in Minnesota on Martin Luther King Day, Martin Luther King Jr. Day. Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Day. I want to get the full title. I wonder what the actual... Because people just say MLK Day without really being respectful of who the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. really was. But I, I wonder if people pay attention to that anymore. <laughs> anyway, our predicted high was three degrees below zero. 
And for you Canadian and European listeners, you're thinking, well, that's cold, but that's not that bad. No, we see we measure things in Fahrenheit here. So our high temperature was three degrees below zero Fahrenheit. That is really cold. I have a beard, so walking outside at work, that kind of thing, hasn't you know, really been that bad for me when it hits that cold. But it's pretty cold. So I thought that would be a noteworthy thing to tell Gabe. Uh, and I mentioned that and mentioned the family. Uh, Ruth and the girls. Picture the girls standing outside of our Minnesota History Center with a big inflatable Paul Bunyan and Babe the Blue Ox. Because that's kind of a good Minnesotan legend thing up here. And then I mailed it off to listener Rob. Probably former listener Rob, because Rob doesn't call anymore. You don't send me voicemail anymore. Um, So I don't know if Rob still listens, but I'm assuming he might. And he's still a friend. We saw Rob and his family over Christmas, so uh, he is down in Texas. I thought, just straight down I-35. We'll send the journal down there. So we'll see what kind of journey it's on. I I think it's a great idea. And what's really interesting, I mean, it's all really interesting, but I remember when a colleague of mine named John White received a flat Stanley project thing, however that works, from, I'm assuming it was like his nephew or something. And flat Stanley is a similar sort of uh, get the cutout in school, mail it to someone that someone puts flat Stanley in on various adventures and then sends them back. Uh, Candela did that when she was in, in school. Uh, and did that with friends of ours who then actually moved back, which is really cool. But at the time, and not knowing they were going to move back, and you know, we kind of missed them and stuff, to see Flat Stanley in their refrigerator to be able to report that indeed the light goes out when the door closes, you know, that kind of thing. That was just that was that was just that was kind of fun. But that's very very different because there you know somebody, and it's a much more um, a deep, intimate, and personal connection with your paper product that's been mailed off. Whereas this journal thing is really just kind of random, but not really random because you start with somebody you know and then it's kind of like six degrees or seven or 118 degrees of separation from whatever. And so everybody who, you send it to somebody that you know, so somebody knows somebody, but whoever Rob mails it to next, I probably won't know. That's kind of interesting. And Matt doesn't know Rob except maybe through the early, early Aircast calls. He might remember that. That might even predate Matt's listening to the Eurocast. Hmm. So, Gabe, if you are listening, uh, it was great. I'm glad that I had the privilege of sort of stumbling into your journal, and I hope it uh, reaches you in Colorado safe and sound um, when the time comes in May. It's been on interesting adventures so far. I spotted Ecuador in the list. Wow. It's kind of cool. Think of how many miles that journal has traveled. You could plot that. You should do that. Plot that on like a Google map. Just line of sight, you know, straight points from one city to the next to whatever, um, and do that in order and see how many miles it went. Oh, that'd be kind of cool. But anyway, that is the uh, that's the scoop on the journal project. And Gabe, thank you for listening. I promised you I'd talk about it, and uh, and here it is. Your journal was in good hands, albeit for a brief time. But that's kind of the point. It is well on its way, and 
I hope you enjoy the project. Tell your teacher that you deserve a really good grade. Why stare at a wall watching paint dry when you can listen to this instead? It's Eric Larson's Dweeb Thoughts on the Ericast. Now, it is important to remember that the Ericast community is a community of sorts. Really kind of tiny and just related to one guy in his basement and a website. But it's about you, the listener. And in this particular case, we're going to uh, roll in a couple calls from Matt. Hey, Matt. We had a tradition a while back of doing listener feedback at the end of the month. And that's kind of what we're going to do this time. But it's more by happenstance rather than an intentional plan. Because Matt's kind of catching up on the podcast, and I'm kind of catching up on the listener feedback. So it works out pretty well. So we're going to talk about the last two episodes based on Matt's calls about the last two episodes. So here's Matt. Hey, Eric. Matt from California, where it's 922 at night, and it is a very cold 52 degrees. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I don't know what boilers and... All of those other things you said are, um, and that actually lately it's been it's really cold here. It's been um, where I live. It's been in the twenties every morning, um, which is pretty darn cold. So I go. I still run in the morning. I don't mind running when it's in the high twenties. Um, I don't know if I could do low twenties, but um, yeah, it's it's pretty cold. Um, but certainly nothing compared to you. Uh, where you are. Hey, so really quick, I liked the episode. In fact, I liked it a lot. I, lo- I like football, even though I have some uh, I have some anxiety about that just because of the uh, terrible things that have happened to football players as of late. But um, I do like football, and I didn't know... I guess I learned a couple things about the Minnesota Vikings that I never knew. Um, I'm a Kansas City Chiefs fan, and the only thing I knew about Minnesota Vikings was you guys also got very word many years ago, but I digress. Uh, like the episode, enjoyed uh, hearing about the episode. So, yeah, I don't. I, that was substantive enough for me. I, I liked it a lot. Um, anyway, hope all's well, and now on to episode 26. See ya. Oh, sorry, 206, not, not 26. Bye. Hey, Eric, it's Matt from uh, California. Just listening to your latest episode, and I, you know, I've been meaning to reach out to you to see how your presentation went, but I don't need to. I heard it. You did awesome. You nailed it. Um, loved the presentation. Um, loved it a lot. And uh, I have a lot of comments. K7 probably won't let me leave all of them. But uh, I have lots of comments. You know, first, it's, it's cool to kind of get a glimpse of you and your professional life um, outside of the podcast um, environment. So that was, that was great. Um, polished, polished presentation. Um, uh, and, you know, I, I'm not in, um, I'm not in academia, um, which even that word sounds uh, academic. But anyway, it's, um, but being a sports professional, I mean, I, uh, I'm a, a confident person. I have been for 20 years. Um, and so there, there are certainly some similarities there. But, you know, um, uh, yeah, it, it was uh, it was a great presentation. I do always fear about making the comparison of um, uh, an employee or a customer or a client um, as a child. I think it can be a little pejorative, but um, I certainly get the 
I, I get where you're going, and I, I, I liked it a lot. I saved you your deck as well um, to review, and I'm not driving. And then um, it was it was just it was it was very cool. Um, I have lots more to say. Maybe I'll uh, maybe I'll send you an email at some point. But no, a great episode. Uh, thanks for sharing it. Nice job. And uh, thanks. Bye. So as always, Matt, thank you for the calls. Um, and going straight into something that popped into my mind Friday morning and then popped back into my mind Friday afternoon. So if something pops into my mind twice, that's, there's something to that, I think. So from Sunset Magazine, you see, California Connection, there you go, man. I love Sunset Magazine, because at some point I want to go to Moab, Utah. I think I've talked about that before, because I watched too many Roadrunner cartoons as a kid, and so all those cool rock formation arches and hoodoos and things, I really want to see those. So I subscribe to Sunset Magazine and live vicariously through ink on paper with high clay content. And there's a story about the Las Vegas downtown. I've never been to Vegas, any part of it. But my understanding is the strip is kind of separate from the downtown. The downtown wasn't all that great. And that's kind of what the article was about. But there's this revitalization thing. Um, And they're referring to the Zappos CEO, Tony Shea. An early investor in the company, before Amazon gobbled it up for $1.2 billion, I'm quoting, by the way, from the February 2013 issue of Sunset Magazine, was starting an ambitious new project, revitalizing a threadbare downtown and using $350 million of his own money to do it. Shea's downtown project has seeded investments in real estate, education, and small business, retail shops, bars, restaurants, Etc., etc., etc. Then it goes on to say at a company wide meeting this past fall, Shea took the stage with four other jeans wearing Zappos execs. During an open question period, a young woman stood and praised the company for embracing Facebook and Twitter and Pinterest and before other online retailers. What's the next big social media platform we should watch for? she asked. Which, as an aside, I think is a really good question to ask, because they have a good track record, so if they said, you know, whatever, you, you know, jump on it. Shea paused for a moment, then answered, quote, Well, there's this thing called downtown. It gets people together. It may seem crazy, he said, but five years from now, it won't. That, I think, is really interesting. Because professionally, I'm spending a bunch of time trying to figure out how to do online learning and then blended learning where you have some online and some face-to-face and what do you do in that face-to-face, those, you know, that classroom component, which isn't going away. And then in the faith community context, which is what the Friday morning discussion was about, we've got more and more people saying, well, sure, there are really good online mediated systems. You can do email lists, you can do Facebook, you can you can use the Table Project, which is a cool platform. But it just seems that there's something about getting people together physically in some sort of tangible face-to-face environment. 
And even the fact that, sure, you could send a bunch of emails around and stuff, but the idea of taking a paper journal and writing in it and then mailing it to somebody else so that they're actually touching and folding and handling the same paper journal that's traveling for thousands and thousands of miles, there's something to that. That That is a different level of community than the digitally mediated form. So that's probably going to be a future episode or two or three or twenty of the Ericast is thinking about what's the right role for personal face-to-face gatherings for various kinds of communities. You know, how can to sound business-like, how can we leverage that? I don't know. So um, there's a theme for you. If you have any thoughts on that, let me know. 206-339-37 or 4237 or uh, you can tell it's the end of the podcast. 206. Here, 206-339-ERIC. See, that just works. Now I don't need to work with those Niner, Zulu, whatever things. We'll just go with 206-339-ERIC. E-R-I-C. Also known as 206-339-3742. The listener feedback line. Send me an email, Facebook, whatever, as listener Chad found, because uh, apparently there was some quirk with the listener feedback line, and his call didn't go through, so he Facebooked me, which worked out great. Thank you for doing that, Chad. Um, Though I like the call, because in the call I can actually put into the podcast. But somehow, let me know what you think about that. Any of the topics at hand, any of the stuff we've been talking about, but particularly my latest interest is this whole getting people together face-to-face. And once gas goes back up over four bucks a gallon, are we going to start talking about, oh, forget this face-to-face thing. It's all got to be online. I don't know. Let me know what you think. And until next week, take care. Thanks for listening to the Ericast from Ericast.com. Visit us at www.ericast.com.